With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Everybody, welcome to episode 35 uh, from season two of Red Wings Red, where tirades and impassioned pleas about yo or Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Today we're gonna to be talking about Adam, the uh unstoppable Ernie. I wanted another A, but uh, Mike, I'm watching NXT. Um Adam, we don't need Bert Ernie! Yeah, how about that? <laughs> Woo! Uh, the worst looking two round of shootouts I've ever seen and uh, flyers and wings trades and uh, the COVID situation in the NHL. Uh, we've got uh, that and some fun games to play. The the cameo game makes its return. Uh, but before we get into all of that, Mike, we have some business to take care of. Oh, so yes, we do. Here we go. Let's get through that business. Basketball teams are entering the final month of the regular season of the year for the playoffs. While some teams are locked to make the playoffs, I hope so. There's like 10 seeds this year. There's a play-in tournament. Anyway, others are still fighting for their opportunity to chase the trophy this summer. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's Summer Sports Bass, putting you in the center of the action with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. Turn $1 into $100 bets. A simple pick any basketball team to win their next game. Bet, free tip, uh, bet it all on the Nuggets. I think I'm going to spend real money right now for the Nuggets to win the title. They look that good with uh, Aaron Gordon as a forward now. Anyway, if you do that, Matt, if during the next game the team you're choosing hits a three, you bring home $100. You know, if they just said you're going to get $3, that would have been like, cool. You know, because $3, you know, three-pointer, I get it. But 100 My God, that's like 33 three-pointers. All right, so <laughs> turn 100. Use 100 to one odds on the team of your choosing to hit a three. They don't even need to win. But pick the Nuggets. Matt, take it away. This year's teams have been hitting threes at an unprecedented pace. Man, what a fun sport. So get in on all the action with DraftKings Sportsbook before the offer ends. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets if the basketball team of your choosing hits a three. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free bets for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Can I say I love the uh, flowchart of your your brain as you think about putting money into this? Like, well, wait a minute. What are my odds? 100 to 1. Well, that sounds pretty good. Can I win a lot of money? Sure can, $100. Hmm. Is it safe, secure, and reliable? Oh, it sure is. It's safe, secure, and reliable. But what if I get really addicted? We got a solution for that, too. 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Matt, I love that company. Uh, they're right up there with Manscaped <laughs> for me. 
So let's get into some hockey talk, Matt. I apologize. I was all excited for wrestling. I accidentally put on my Nashville Predators colored shirt. Oh, no. Whoops. Matt, this is my Undisputed Era t-shirt. It comes in yellow. Uh, there's no blue in there. You're good. It's right, just, cool. Yeah, it's just a yellow shirt at this point. Uh, Mike, we go down to the Preds. Um, I mean, we play the game every time we, we do... We do one of these, like, how did we lose? We also, you know, yeah. we celebrate pretty hard when it's win. Oh, I know who uh, to blame. I'm blaming Valtteri Filippola. Why? Matt, <laughs> I'll tell you why. If I have to see that look, that sad look on Mantha's face one more time, oh. where he crosses center ice, crosses the blue line with speed, <laughs> looks to his left, goes, oh, when he makes a beautiful play, Matt, that was heartbreaking. Um it was a little like, you know, I'm in a Chevy Cruze, and that's Philpola. And then a Ferrari went by and stopped so I could catch up. And then we both got in a collision. It was it was bad. Matt, well, he, blew, I, he blew that game for us. I, I think it's funny. Sam Gagne, I think, was the one who said in the last day, like, we're a lot closer than you guys think. And I, I like, that's where I do agree that if you replace a Philpola shot with almost anybody... An NHL player shot <laughs> that goes in, and we don't go to overtime. Like it, it you could you could make that connection between those two dots, and I, I'm cool with. Uh, again, I, I think it was Sam Gagne, but Mike, we've been so jazzed for pro wrestling. So sorry for everybody that's listening. Like I, I I've got NXT on right now. I'm watching Stand and Deliver. Like this is due to be for a couple of pro wrestling nerds. Uh, two of the greatest nights of pro wrestling. Yeah, it's yeah. WrestleMania. And then the weekend too. Yeah, the, yeah. Like this upcoming episode this Sunday. Oh my God. Just we're just gonna be drooling, staring at uh the, the camera. I, I it's unfortunate that the trade deadline is the next day. Um oh, man. <laughs> well, that's like my favorite yeah. day. Oh man. All right. Well, um I, well, you know, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't too let down by the Nashville loss. Um because you know, exactly like you said, there's no point to just say, Well, we stunk again. That's not entirely true, right? It just looks like you're still on a if you're gonna have twelve forwards, right? It feels like, well, I could kind of see where five or six of these guys could maybe be on a Stanley Cup team. Like we don't have the one, two, and three, and you know, it kind of feels like we have a lot of the ten, eleven, and twelves, but <laughs> I think you can make the case that you have guys who could who could help make a championship team complete. Right. Um, There's like a four and a six in there. Uh, yeah. but we need, yeah, there's a lot. Of- I mean, if you just look at like Nashville's top line, you can see where Larkin could maybe unseat one of those guys, but two of them, three of them. If you did a fantasy draft for Nashville and Detroit, Matt would two, God, one, two, I would, what, probably four predators or would you do three predators in the top five? Yeah, we'll do, I'll go with the second one. Okay, definitely Larkin, but I, I don't know. It's like when Nashville's like you know when they were when they were down a goal and then they they just turned on the electricity. Um, and we, they were you know we were in on our heels in our own zone. Uh, for what I don't know, felt like a whole period and a half at a time. Um, it's it's okay. Just you know we got to be patient. And this was one of those games where I think if Philpola had said you know we're not that far away. As soon as I'm off this team and there's you know one of our prospects comes up. It's gonna be pretty, uh, pretty exciting to watch. I think you guys will buckle in. So I'm sorry, I'm still here, still here. Uh, it gets better. So Phil Pilet, you owe us, and it gets better video. I think. 
<laughs> well, uh, Dave has uh, a great uh, transition for us uh, with Adam fucking Ernie throwing that in there. Yeah. Um, because one of the issues certainly is watching Philpla uh, <laughs> miss a wide open net. But uh, one of the, the things that has certainly gotten farther away from being an issue is, is watching Adam Ernie uh, and him taking shots. So I, I decided, Mike, um, the quick shout out to Evolving Hockey, who are the ones that provide uh, the wonderful charts uh, that you can find uh, at Evolving Hockey. I, I would say subscribe to their Patreon to check it out, but I think they are uh, moving away from that. But uh, within the next month, they'll have a, a new solution. But Mike, what you're looking at is a chart of Adam Ernie, his uh, goals four per 60, expected goals four per 60. We're, we're just going to look at the chart on the left, if I could, for everybody. Uh, expected goals four per 60. Corsi, four per 60. Uh, expected goals against per 60. And Corsi against per 60. So <clears throat> you're looking at him being measured against the mean of the rest of the league, Mike. He, when he's in the negative, and if anybody who's watching, uh, or I'm sorry, anybody who's listening, what, we, what we're looking at is the three negative scores for Adam Ernie thus far this season. And uh, basically, I've made a terrible transition uh, and forgotten to mention, we're about to talk about Adam Ernie's season this year. Uh, the three negative spots, Mike, right, are his goals for per 60. So this is the actual production of goals he's putting in and goals going against him. Uh, the expected goals against per 60 and the Corsi against per 60. Now they are within a sniff of the mean of the league. If uh, Mike, if you could see that you could, uh, it, this is like the easiest chart in the world to read. This is where it takes all the analytics and the numbers out of it. You just have to go, how far away are you from that middle line to say you're an average player now an above average player, a standard deviation away from the mean this, this means that he's taken a further, you know, like that extra step beyond what other players in the NHL can do is the expected goals for per 60, Mike, which means he's putting on worthwhile shots on the net and Corsi four per 60. So that's not, that's only strictly measuring the attempts on net. And this is him on the ice. So this is this, again, this isn't just his production. This is while he's on the ice. Everything, Mike. If you take a look at this, the, the summation of all of these numbers puts Adam Ernie as an above-average hockey player in the NHL, Mike. And that is advanced analytics coming up with that conclusion. <laughs> I, we are one episode removed, Mike, from me going on a tangent where I, I edited out the entire clip. Of me going on this tirade about, you know, Jeff Blaschel developing Adam Ernie. And rightfully so, because I, I put it in there to be a dick. I, yeah. I put it in the episode and I was trying to say, if you, if you say Jeff has failed Anthony Mantha, then you have to turn around and say he's a god because he's, he's made Adam Ernie in, into a relevant hockey player. Now, I made, I made that ass, uh, assertion uh, to, to bring... Uh, attention to the fact that you all sound like doofuses when you say he doesn't know how to develop um, <clears throat> because it, it could go either way. Yeah. But let's just analyze Adam Ernie, Mike. Again, let's <laughs> recap what I just said. Advanced analytics can put the thumbprint. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's get into the space where we can actually say, yes, he is a relevant above average hockey player. According to Mike, the most important statistics that we bring up all the time in the show. It's incredible. 
you know, it's one thing for you to explain this to me like I'm an eighth grader. And then I ask you to explain it again like I'm a seventh grader. It's a whole other thing to see how great he looks in this bar graph. My God. Right. Man. So, right. It's the, unquestionable. The Look at that bar. That middle one looks great. All right. Anybody and even the two the- bad bars on the left and the right, you're like, those are, could be better, but right. they're not that bad. Yeah. They're so tiny. Uh, so it, it's, again, are, are you supposed to do a summation of all these bar graphs? No, but you can compare the Corsi fours and the Corsi against, and you could look at the expected goals for and expected goals against, and you could, you could, from that, you can do the, the summary, you can, the summation. You can surmise. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that Matt, I do have one homework positive. assignment for you, though. Yes. <clears throat> these are very impressive bars. All right. Let me tell you. <laughs> now. What I want you to do for our next episode, <laughs> yeah. um, I want you to run the same numbers, but for Philpola. Oh. If the if they if they totally overlap, I'm never listening to deep cut analytics ever again. Do you? Uh, I mean, if if you if you want, if you can hold on, I actually might be able to get this for us in a moment. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, I don't want this to be the most boring podcast in the world where <laughs> I've already admitted that I'm watching uh, pro wrestling as we speak. I'm watching could you? Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott and Cameron Grimes going at it in the gauntlet match. Oh, and somebody else is entering the gauntlet match, um, except they're doing it like a battle royal. It's uh, interesting. Uh, hmm. Any hoozles, uh, Bell Terry Philpola, I can pull that up. All right. 2020, 2021. All right, Mike, you're... <laughs> I, don't really don't spoil it. Let me just see it and I'll react. I'll do a live right, I'm reaction. I'm really excited to get your reaction. Um, it is on its way. Boop. S- same chart. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, no! Matt, you didn't flip it over, did you? <laughs> Man, that looks terrible. We, we are literally wa- like looking at, if you're, again, listening to the podcast, uh, please go to the YouTube channel, Brothers of Discussion. Uh, he, he's literally falling off three successive uh, cliffs here. Uh, he's, he's taken quite the dive. Um, now, yeah, I, I would also... It looks like uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye both fell to their doom. That's how bad this looks. <laughs> and again, these are coming uh, straight from Evolving Hockey. Uh, appreciate uh, everything, all the hard work those boys do. I... Highly recommend if you want to play this game. Now, uh, Matt, these bars, Patreon. these bars look just got awful. But I yeah. want you to do one thing for me here. Right. Um, what does bar number four mean? And contextually, why would ah. that be? Oh, he's very excited to explain. I can't wait to hear this, Matt. Why? Why does Valtteri Filppula have one good bar for expected goals against every sixty this, minutes of hockey play? This Matt, has everything to do with like him. Um, not getting the same amount of ice time, or I guess I don't want to say that, but he's he's not getting the same amount of ice time that that Dylan Larkin gets in in regards to the people he's on the ice against. I, I'm not saying that right. Uh, his opponents, Mike, are much easier. So that's that's where Philpola does not get put in the situations to fail. Uh, so that's where his expected goals against per sixty for anybody listening and not watching on YouTube. Uh, you'll see that the bar is actually in the positive, of course. Uh, so what you're saying is that the goal yes. score, it stands to reason. Those are all very low because it doesn't matter who's on the ice. He ain't scoring. But what you're also saying is for the goals against, why it's not as you know as bad as losing our beloved Black Widow and Hawkeye, 
it's because he's out there with garbage. So you right. don't you don't really expect a lot of goals against. Yeah, you know, he's going against other Philpola-esque players. You're right. And, and if somebody wants to come out and say, no, you're not reading that right. Philpola is a defensive uh, genius. He, he's literally a defensive dynamo because you can have him do anything. I mean, come out and, you know, throw in the comments. Let me know that you think Philpola is uh, amazing. This is me, Mike, sort of creating the narrative based on this bar, because I think we'd all agree that uh, Philpola is uh, a, you know, a nothing. Um, well, I feel like you'd really, really have to itemize out. Um, right. you know, when you say, you know, are you a 200 foot hockey player? Uh, Veltieri, take it away. Well, not the whole 200 feet, you know, not many people are, but like, there's a couple spots on the boards where I'm, oh, well, not in the boards so much, but there's like this little alleyway that, you know, it's kind of between center ice and uh like the blue so not really by the goaltender so much not like stopping goals or scoring <laughs> not really at center ice like winning face-offs but there's like this little alleyway when we're, there's like a line change and there'll be like a like a puck flip scenario <laughs> that that part of the ice there it's like 10 20 feet on either side that well not so much that side because <laughs> you know what i'm getting so <laughs> at about 20 square feet Another another element in this is what we all know and love about our strategy for the team is that we're low event. So is there going to be a lot of expected goals against for any of the Red Wings? There shouldn't be. We should actually see more of them in the blue. But if we say low event, how much more impressive is it that Adam Ernie is above average across the league? Incredible. Pretty cool. I know. Matt, I got something so, incredible for you. Matt, ooh. it's uh, our next edition of Red Wing Cameo! Yay! Matt, are you excited? I'm really excited. All right, I got a real mixed bag for you today. All right, so I have a Red Wing legend. I have a current Red Wing. I have a legendary coach. And Matt, all the way from the streets of Hollywood, Matt, a former star of the Mighty Ducks movie. All four of them have cameos. Matt, are you buckled in? I'm ready. Do you want to hear their names first? Or the numbers? Uh, go with the number and then give me multiple choice. Just like shout it out and then I'll pick one. <sighs> All right, Matt. I'm going to let you know there's a, a pretty wide dispersal here. Um, I got a, I got a 40, $44.99. I got a $299.99. I got a $159.99 and a $49.99. Okay. So now you're kind of buckled in, Matt. All right. So wait, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing this is like the old elementary school activity of uh, connecting the dots. Uh, it's gonna be a little four answers yeah. and four numbers. Yeah, it's okay. gonna be a little bit like that. So here we go. I'm Can I type those numbers in again? Let me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. This is bad podcasting. Give me those numbers. No, 40, it's great. Great podcast. Forty four ninety nine. Okay. Two hundred ninety nine ninety nine. A hundred fifty nine ninety nine, and then forty nine ninety nine. All right. I made it. I don't know why. I, I hope nobody can hear me typing because it sounds like I, I totally am doing like the Rick and Morty episode where Rick tells Morty to hit the left switch and you hear three clicks. Did I just hear three distinct clicks, Morty? <laughs> um, All right, oh, man. my gosh. Uh, Dave, Dave's taken one of our uh, our future uh, uh, another segment we have for the show of talking about John Merrill and uh, the, the Jay Fresh uh statistics i i have that stat up so that's a quick little um what do we want to say it uh, there's a tease there we go tease <laughs> too much bourbon for the 
wrestling watching. All right, uh, quick right. tease. We will come back to that, uh, Dave. So thanks for that. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's let's roll it out. All right, Matt. Here we go. All right, <laughs> Matt. You can choose uh, which of those four archetypes do you want to hear from first. Uh, am I? I'm picking the number. I'm kind of excited for you to hear the name. So you want to pick a Hollywood legend, a legendary coach, current player, or a legendary player? Um, give me a Hollywood name. Matt, Hollywood name. It's Matt Doherty, who you might not recognize, but it's it's Averman from the Mighty Ducks movies. My God. Matt, I'm going to give you two oh my prices. God. Is he... Is he... Is he a hundred and fifty nine ninety nine, or is he forty four ninety nine? Oh, I thought you were gonna say is he forty four ninety nine or forty nine ninety nine? <laughs> All right, I I think I think he knows that I don't know his name, but I I also think that he doesn't want to do a ton of these, so I'm gonna say one fifty nine ninety nine. Matt, first off the board, actually the lowest number today. Uh, Mr. Doherty only wants forty four ninety nine. He wants to be doing these for all day the, for being the comic relief for the Mighty Ducks. Matt, we all got right. uh, legendary coach, player, or a current player. Legendary, wait, legendary coach or a current Comma. player? Current, current player or a legendary player? I got legend, <laughs> two legend, two legends, one current guy. That's <laughs> Scotty Bowman, right? He said it last time. No, I didn't spoil it. It's Scotty Bowman, Matt. All right, I got two numbers for you. Here we go. <laughs> Matt, $49.99 or $159.99. I'm going to try that same. Same logic. Scotty does not want to do a lot of these. $159.99. Matt, you are on the nose. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, Matt. We're down to two players. So I'm just going to give you them both. Matt, we've got Hall of Famer, Brett Hall. Matt, we got current Red Wing, Troy Stetcher. Oh, my God. I Here's want so bad points. for Brett Hall to be $49 now, and Stetcher to be One of these guys, Matt, one of these guys is doing it for charity, and the other is doing it to line his pockets. So, Matt, here's the two numbers. $299.99, $49.99. Who is helping out charity? Who's buying a yacht? Matt, who do you got? Do I so I have to say Brett Hall two ninety nine buying a yacht? Yes. Okay, that's and Stetcher for charity forty nine ninety nine. Guess you don't care very much about charity forty nine ninety nine. No, <laughs> yeah, that is one hundred percent correct, man. You got the last two. Uh, any surprises out of these ridiculous cameo prices? I love that I got Brett Hall right. That he's doing the three hundred dollars, and this is just lying in his pockets. I, you know. I love Brett Hall. Uh, it works for me. Uh, it's, yeah, good uh, for him. Got to thank Brett Hall for for being the kind of guy he is. That that was predictable for me to get that right. Finish finish the game with three right in a row. Plus, uh, the bonuses. Yeah. Would you say that? Uh, would you stagger them in the same way, Matt? If if I was paying, if I wanted, if I ever wanted a cameo, would I? Say what I guess that Brett Hall would be the 300, Scotty 159. <laughs> yeah. I I would say yes, and then those last two, like I I gave. Yeah, I think I'd rather have Stetcher than uh, the Mighty Ducks kid. So I, I'll I'll go on that route. Yeah, if I if okay. I had to put the power rankings on there, I'm going to be boring because uh, I I just don't want the Mighty Ducks guy cameo. I, it does nothing. I me. will say that 
uh, like Stetcher and Averman are kind of like market value. And then Brett Hall is uh, definitely a little over. But I, I thought Scotty Bowman would charge like, you know, a bagel and a coffee, you know. <laughs> you know, I will say, like, if you told me Scotty Bowman was charging $1,000 for a cameo, like, I... I I'm still happy with where I have the power rankings for this, but yeah. I I wouldn't be shocked. You know, like what? Like Scotty just seems like a guy like if you get a cameo from him, he's going to turn on the camera and, and be like, what do you want? <laughs> like, just <laughs> well, it's definitely cute. If you go on there, they nope. give a little teaser and his like his little chins chucked in. Hey, it's a uh, legendary coach, Scotty Bowman. <clears throat> uh. So I'm here to do a cameo with you, and I hope you like Red Wings history. Okay, bye. So it's just kind of, <laughs> it's you know you'd expect from an old guy. I don't even know who put that, that put him up to it, but uh, that's me doing a cameo. That's that's me, Mister Beta. <laughs> like Scotty's an alpha. Like he's gonna go on there and go. I, I don't know what these notes mean. It says I want you to stand on a, a small shoebox. I, I don't know what this. What does this mean? This is stupid. Get out of here. Um, all right, all right. Let's move on to some serious, Matt. It's we're we're done with that cameo game. I'm gonna have some more for you uh, this weekend. I think. I oh, thank God. That that is my new favorite game that we've played in any of our shows. Uh, but yeah, to go back to uh, to Dave's um, uh, shout out, uh, you wanted to know if we if we saw John Merrill and and Jay Fresh putting up the uh, another beautiful chart for us, Mike. It's e- even strength defense wins above replacement. Actually, you know what? All I saw. I, let me actually read what. Uh, Okay, yeah, that's exactly what Dave said. All right, I, I read about half of it, and I was like, "Yeah, that's that's what we want to talk about." Um, so I made the guess that the, those lined up. Anyway, nobody gives nobody gives two shits. Here it is, <laughs> Jay Fresh, who's been on the show, Mike, friend of the show, Jay Fresh. He he, of course, loves uh, Muppet Christmas Carol and creating Ooh. charts, <laughs> creating charts for us doofuses that uh, either can't speak. Uh, to the numbers, or uh, anybody who doesn't spend enough time to know them like the back of their hand, uh, let us know, Mike, that John Merrill, when when measuring, even strength defense wins above replacement. He is the third best right now in the league. John Merrill, Mr. Little Caesars, playing uh super cheap deal. I just wanted to play one year in Detroit, or at least get one year in Detroit. Is the third best in the league mike uh and this this was all um the fuel for this conversation all started with uh can we please stop giving the norris trophy to the defenseman with the most points and uh this i mean this is not him saying john merrill should win the norris uh this is i think the continued conversation about uh trying to find a more balanced defenseman but part of that conversation was finding the strongest defensive defenseman and God damn it all to hell, Mike. Uh, John Merrill is number three on that list. And that mustachioed uh, fool is is just, Mike, he's the bargain of the year, I think. Uh, I, I mean, what I would do if I was Iserman, we talk about this all the time, is uh, I would bring up these statistics on trade deadline day. I'd be like, Absolutely. hey, uh you know, if you want a first rounder for the number three defenseman in the whole league, I mean, you got me over a barrel. I guess I'll, <laughs> guess I'll give him away for a first rounder. Um, but I, I gotta ask Matt, cause I don't know if a lot of these, uh, 
a lot of these gentlemen up here, you know, they don't uh, prioritize points necessarily. Maybe, you know, Mackenzie's up there. He's, you know, he's performing. Um, would you say that this statistic is um, connected to somebody who's not taking a lot of scoring chances? So they're kind of parking in their own area and basically, you know, uh, strategically limiting scoring chances to a point where you're just going to sacrifice offense to do that. So is this, is this a statistic that you necessarily want to be the best in? Cause I see Nick Jensen oh. in there, former Red Wing. I mean, absolutely. This, this is very respectable. This does not suggest that anybody's getting, uh, you know, less of a, uh, priority. Like they're not being, uh, God, how do I want to say this? It's it's not like they don't get tough defensive assignments. This is this is wins above replacement. This is trying to reach what basketball is able to do with uh, basketball and baseball are able to do with these war. Actually, I don't think basketball does war, but they have their own version of where they're trying to figure out wh- where's the most value in, in a player and, and just trying to get more points in the standings and what can an individual player bring to that. There's so much being measured in this, Mike. And what's funny is when I signed up for Evolving Hockey and I pulled up those uh, charts earlier uh, in the show, a lot of that was actually me spending today reading about Evolving Hockey, not what Jay Fresh is doing, but uh, all all of their former uh, work in trying to find the best way to calculate war. And, Mike, it is very in-depth. It is going to take into account so many different situations. And even if they're, they're, you know... It, it's it's maybe not each situation in, is the most significant thing in the world and in the summation of it could hide some inability to be like the perfect defensive defenseman um i think there's enough taken into consideration and it's way too difficult for me to explain i just i i encourage everyone again as i stated before head over to jay fresh uh i'm i'm a patreon for jay fresh i'm a patreon member for evolving hockey and they talk a lot of they give you the they give you the charts they give you the player cards but they also explain the process go check that out i i think the important thing for me to say is that we can trust jay fresh we can trust evolving hockey to have done enough due diligence that there's something to pull from these and i think what we can pull from this again and i'm i'm going to stand pat on that I'm going to say John Merrill is going to walk away being the biggest bargain uh, pickup from the free agency. I'm not saying he's the greatest defenseman of all time. I think we can certainly say he's, you know, if he's top three in the league uh, in regards to measuring this, he's probably the best defensive defenseman the the Red Wings have. And when you're trying to plot out your future, uh, this isn't necessarily a guy that if you can get him on another bargain deal that you need to say goodbye to him. You you can just let him hang around. But, Mike, to your point, with Monday being the trade deadline, this absolutely could be something that could fetch us. You know, if this conversation starts and the right team's looking and they're strapped for cash and we have a nice, cheap John Merrill to throw around, not that I want to get rid of him because this is great. You absolutely throw that in the conversation. You'd try to get more than the third round pick for John Merrill. And I absolutely think with this, with the, with what's been created here, which I think is valued very little in the NHL, like the NHL executive community. I do think it's not valued as high, these types of high level analytics, but I think it should mean something and it should equal at least a second round pick. This is huge. And it's because of that low cap. It's the low cap hit 
And it's, of course, what he's able to bring as a defensive defenseman. I think I think we all know, Mike, if you go to DraftKings, all right, this is the best way to put it, uh, for his offensive ability. Um, with Dennis Chalowski not being in the lineup, Mike, DraftKings rates it as a better chance for Chalowski to score in the last night's game against Nashville than John Merrill. All right? So there's your trade-off. <laughs> And I'm not kidding. That so, is the absolute truth. So your trade-off is you get a, a very good defensive defenseman. Uh, but again, DraftKings, who is not just throwing numbers out willy-nilly, says Dennis Chalowski had a better chance of scoring last night uh, than John Merrill, and uh, he didn't play. So let me let me ask you this, um, because <laughs> so much of what value is um, in sports, you know, it's about the narrative, right? Like right. you brought up MVPs or, you know, in this case, like, uh, you know, the Norris, the uh, defense defenseman of the year. Um, it usually is a defenseman that scores a lot. Um, I mean, you know, we had Lidstrom, but he was excellent on everything, but, um, you know, that's what we were looking at. Like, uh, you know, like the Brent Burns is when he was, you know, having a, a run where he was looked at my God, what a, what an asset. So I guess, Matt, what's it going to take for like a sports agent to start selling his guys as, yeah, I, I'm not on the, uh, you know, on the score sheet, but, uh, you know, we, we judge players, you know, outside of something you could measure in third grade. This is something a little bit more advanced, something more in depth, something more valuable to your team where you can win games instead of, ooh, a defenseman uh, pushed the play once or twice and, you know, managed to get an assist off of somebody. Um also give up more goals uh, when they're on the ice every single time. Or you could go with John Merrill, um, you know, who's one of the top uh, war defensemen in the whole league. Not the Red Wings, not the division, the entire league. So, Matt, is something like that with, a, like, sports agents starting to get a little bit more, you know, like in baseball, like uh, when agents started to push on base percentage a little bit more? Um, well, you know what needs to happen with that? And this is going to sound silly, but John Merrill, he is a kooky looking cat, right? He's got that <laughs> awesome looking mustache. He's got, I mean, he he's, he's something that he could build a brand and sell himself, especially in the Detroit, Detroit area and having an opportunity to grow as a hockey player over here. That is how he's going to make money because scoring is sexy. Mike defense has never been sexy. Uh, probably for the NBA, one of the worst NBA championships of all time, uh, maybe from ESPN's perspective or ABC's perspective, was the 2004 NBA championship uh, <laughs> for the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, I, uh, I, just, I definitely, yeah, I know where you're going with that. Um, but I mean, Ben Wallace made himself a really rich guy. Uh, and that's not, a, that's not a trend that, well, he, he did make a really positive impact. I mean, he got all the way to the championship two years in a row. Um, you know, like somebody like Rudy Gobert in uh in Utah is defensive player of the year, and he uh whoo, he just got uh, I think 160 million dollars uh to do his position, and that's because in that sport they they push defense. A guy like Gary Harris, uh, one of my former Nuggets who got traded for Aaron Gordon, whoo, um, all he does is defense, he can't play a lick of offense, and he's getting 20 million a year. Um, so I just, I, I'm kind of waiting for the NHL to kind of make that pivot and, you know, start, start showing a little more, uh, you know, greenbacks, uh, for these guys who, you know, are, are masters at the, the craft of defense. Cause I, I don't think we really see it yet. I, 
Yeah, and I think I think it just comes to like the brand value that these guys can build up for themselves because uh, like it it is way easier to sell jerseys for those guys and you want to bring them onto your team for you know you you give Connor McDavid you set him as uh you know the top paid player in the league uh and I think it's associated with what he's going to bring back to the well, team Well like, think of it think so, of it this way like you know so I had a few examples for you know basketball but football I mean there's a whole side where you know top some of the top play, paid players are defensive ends or cornerbacks a uh, couple safeties. So I'm just wondering if, you know, there'll be like a defensive, you know, specialist who somebody you count on every time there's a penalty to kill, you know, you throw, you know, player X out there. Um, you know, you, you're playing against the other teams, you know, top line on five on five hockey. This is your go-to guy and you're, you're willing to give him a percentage of the, the cap space um, because he makes that much of an impact. He plays that much. Um I think the only sport, real like I think hockey is still in that realm is baseball, where baseball feels like there's so many guys who can play defense, but not that many guys who have elite offense. So elite defense is just not valued as much because you'll find another guy, and then maybe this one will get hot for a few weeks, you know, at the plate. Um, I don't know. Do you think that hockey is it's a, a little bit a little bit more apt comparison for baseball then? I, I'd say so. I think just one of the problems comes back to like what I said earlier about we can't even decide on the right Norris Trophy winner. We just say offense winner. Same same thing for the Hart Trophy. Why does the Hart Trophy need to mean you know points means winner? Like we are, we are the only league that when we vote for like our end of the year All Stars, you create like your all NHL team. Yeah, <clears throat> guys like Alexander Ovechkin will win multiple spots because. Sports writers for the NHL don't know what position he plays. This is like, this is just a problem with like, who's that? If you're a sports writer for the NHL, if, if you're an executive, you have so much leeway because no, it feels like nobody's paying attention. So what you need to do is just keep greasing the wheels for whatever is going to get anybody to turn their head. And what still turns heads is is points and goals. I mean, when when they talk about fixing the NHL, all they ever talk about is making it easier to score. So if they're trying to get away from that, they're just devaluing these guys that are defense first. And still, I, I would say a guy that is true value is somebody that falls closer in the middle than somebody like John Merrill that is, um, you know, like we said, is according to DraftKings, it's more likely that a guy who's not even in the lineup is going to score uh, compared to John. So you're still trying to measure like that difference between what is he going to bring to the ice from a goals for perspective compared to that goals against. So sure, he's really going to stop a lot. But I, I, I think, I guess maybe I shouldn't even bring that up, right? Because you're probably not asking about that. You're asking for the guy who should get paid more in that realm. Um but I, I do, I think it's just where the NHL is just always looking for that quick buck. They're not looking for like long-term growth. And that just turns into short-term thinking and losing thinking. <laughs> I, I, I think it's, I mean, there's an, an epidemic in the NHL of being able to hide as the fourth or arguably fifth best sport in the United States. And <laughs> I mean... For them to get an easy win, they have to hope that Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews are going to knock it out of the park. But then they also are going to cross their fingers that people in the United States actually care about a game in Canada. It, 
<clears throat> the wrong people are at the top of the NHL. The wrong people are writing about the NHL. And um, it's probably just, you know, it's more time between now and when we're finally ready to take like the next step and like accepting analytics and accepting that a guy like John Merrill is playing his nuts off. Um, that it, it, it's, it's just time, right? It, it's, it looks like, uh, you know, when we look across the globe and see that for whatever reason, culture, race, religion is still an issue between people when it really does not matter at all. So, you know, you, you either have my eyeball is better than this guy's analytics and, um, really what we need is something in the middle. So until that, that comes around, we're probably just waiting for the right people to die off, which, uh, is awful. All right. I'm going on a tangent and, uh, man, I was going to let you ride that ocean. Oh. Yeah. I'm really going to go off. Uh, <laughs> but we do, we do have another subject I wanted to touch on. Um, this is very close to home. Um, we're at 40 minutes. So we're watching Champa and, and Walter going at it right now too. Oh, um, man. It's just real quick. It has to be said, and we can go deeper into this in the next episode. Uh, but you can't, you can't give Darren Helm like a podium to give his thoughts on COVID. He's not a doctor. It, it, if he's not taking the vaccine, that it needs to be discussed with him, and it, it either needs to be highlighted. Like I don't need his thoughts on why he's not taking the COVID vaccine. Um, and this is from an article from, uh, Helene St. James. And he said, I had COVID early on hoping I still have the antibodies. Um, all right. That's not science. That's not words from a doctor. Uh, and then he goes on to say, I don't really want to put extra stress on my body when the season is over. I'll probably take a look at it. I it's just an awful, awful sentence to put in an article. Um, and it should have been followed by an asterisk that Darren Helm has no fucking clue what he's talking about. Like, I would have loved to see that in the article. Like, sure, Darren Helm said this, but also <laughs> don't forget, folks, Darren Helm uh, doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. So just because he's not taking it does not give you, like, it, this isn't advice. This is Darren Helm making a dumb comment. Um, see, I don't really hold that comment against Helm. I, I, don't really agree with it. I just lost a friend of mine uh, the other day, which is a whole other thing. But I just don't know why the question was even posed, why it was even published. So I yes, I would question why why the uh, journalist there, Helene. I don't understand why it was. It doesn't seem fit to write. Uh, that's it's uh it's a little bit like uh dave Chappelle used to have a bit about uh when 9 11 happened and uh mtv went and talked to ja rule and <laughs> Chappelle was like man when i'm having crazy things in my life i need to know where is ja what would he do <laughs> it's like i don't ever go oh my god we got a global pandemic what would darren what would the third center on the red wings do where is darren helm I just, I don't know why it's an irresponsible, you know, piece to get published. I, I don't right. really understand the point of it. So I don't hold it. I think he just tried to be as diplomatic as possible and be like, I'm not against it. I had it. I don't, I don't really know anything. And he, he doesn't know anything. So it just shouldn't have been published. Just I, so my issue again, I, I would say I, I would have loved to have Helene throw an asterisk at the end. And I, I think I, like we're, we're on the same page. Like the issue with it is the fact that this article exists. 
So my, my issue is like the next steps that we're taking or, or, or had been taken. Like yeah, why I, post this? Why not also include the note, you know, the note, if you absolutely have to make this an article because you need to get, you know, so many words out per week as a journalist, why not throw in there, throw in a couple extra words, say, uh, don't forget folks, Darren Helm, not a doctor, not a scientist. So uh, when he says this stuff, when he says, I'm going to think about taking a look at uh, the COVID vaccine, yeah, don't they take what, anything from it. I got to think the editor was kind of like, well, you know, we saw what happened with the Canucks. Let's have, you know, the Red Wings kind of weigh in and see how they're, you know, kind of let's test the waters a little bit with how the Red Wings are reacting to this situation. And I don't know, maybe yeah. it was just a tough interview and there wasn't a lot of you know, talking points and yeah, I, I did. Def- let's, I'd say it could definitely have been handled better for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things too, that we don't know, like, was it just the assignment and this was the post, this is what came out of the assignment. Um, something had to be turned in. Um, so I, I, there's a lot of variables we don't know, but I would just say for everybody, please go to uh, Harvard medical journals, read about the COVID vaccine. I learned a lot this week because I, I, myself a few different people um i recommend you go read those uh it's a lot of interesting things going on um and it's a lot of it's pretty cool it's very interesting and most of it's really good so uh go check that stuff out medical journals they're a wonder mike they have um facts and numbers they're not opinion <laughs> all right uh with that, I think that means we hit all of our points. I get to go watch Walter and Champa uh, knock each other's heads off. Mike, hopefully I get a few chops in there for anybody. Uh, Ooh, for the rest yeah. of the uh, Make sure but- you get one of those thunderclaps. I really want that to, to pop on the old Twitter feed there. <laughs> before we uh, before we sign off, I did want to throw out there, we're giving out the retire73. Um, <laughs> hashtag retire73, just a joke. Uh, we're giving away a t-shirt. This is going to Ross at Cider Apple wins the t-shirt. Yeah! Uh, I, I see right now. I think everybody's uh, signed off now that uh, we said we were wrapping up the show, but uh, yeah. well, I'm going to reach out to you Cider Apple and uh, let you know, and we'll get those deets all worked out, but congratulations. You're getting, you'll probably be one of the few people in the world that <laughs> walks around with a retire <laughs> 73 t-shirt. Yeah. Um, but thanks for, thanks for entering. I appreciate it. And, yeah. Uh, for everybody else, uh, we have more to come. Like we said, we'll be going live next week with uh, with Darren McCarty a week and a day from today. Or no, is that a Saturday? I can't remember. We'll be talking with Darren McCarty soon, soon, and then uh, Darren McCarty soon, and then uh, that'll be fun. We'll, we'll po- I'll post the date. I'll put it on Twitter. So just check uh, at BOD Hockey, and uh, we'll see it there. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We're gonna go watch some wrestling. <laughs>